As I've mentioned, we have become what some would call a multi-site church, which means we have space, uh, but also means it means that we have an opportunity on this site, if you like, the east site, to talk about some of the things that God is doing around this locality. And in fact, you may remember, those of you here last week, we talked about what it means to be a family, and that we're Abraham's family. And God spoke to Abraham and said, I'm going to bless you as a family, that you would be a blessing to the nations and to the families of the world. And so we inherit that promise. And what we wanted to do today was to share some of the things. In fact, we're going to do it this week and next week because we realized we had too much to share for just one week. We want to share with you, and numbers of people are going to help me in this, things that God is doing in us and through us to be a blessing to many, many people around this community and through this facility. And so that's the plan to get today. Does that sound all right? And so I've got seven people who are going to come and, and join me in a moment, and uh, they're going to tell you a little bit about what they're involved in. And uh, as an example, it's a snapshot, really, of all that God is doing through us. Uh, and uh, so this will give you a flavor of that. And so we're looking to look at two areas this week, although we will tap into some of these areas next week. But the two areas are these. First of all, we want to look at families and community in the community, how we bless and how we're connecting with many different families in the community. And then we're going to look at the children and the youth and look at how God is working in the children and the youth. Is that okay? So without further ado, I'd like to invite Lizzie Headley to come and join me. Would you please put your hands together for Lizzie? And Lizzie's going to talk about Centre 41 and something that she's involved in as part of that. Go for it, Lizzie. Uh, hi, I'm Lizzie, and I help out at a group called Centre 41 on a Thursday morning. It's a lovely place for people from the community to just come and chat and get a bit of breakfast. We have toast, ping pong and other games, and my personal favourite, the craft table. I really enjoy going to Centre 41. The people who help that are amazing at showing God's love. There are strong relationships where people are showing their lives, their ups and downs, and I've heard people sharing about pregnancies or missing a loved one. And Centre 41 is a safe place for anyone to share and be heard wherever they're at in life. It's amazing how open these people are to hearing Christians speak plainly about what they believe. And they listen and value the opinion of the helpers at Centre 41. I can see how Centre 41 gets people into and comfortable with the church. How it can lead to them joining different courses at our church, put on and meeting new peoples from the church. I believe it embodies the belong, believe, behave mentality our church wants in that it accepts people where they're at and loves them. One thing I love from helping out at the craft table is that while I love organising and doing the craft, I in general need a bit of help getting there. So this came in the form of two really lovely ladies who started regularly coming to the craft table and they always got stuck in whatever crafts we did. When we did rock painting, they went home and did some with their kids. When we did origami, not only did they do some at home, but they actually showed me some better designs we can do another time. <laughs> Knowing that Centre 41 isn't just a Thursday morning thing, but something bigger than that in people's lives is exciting. 1 John 4.11 encourages us that since God so loved us, that we also ought to love one another. Yeah. And through Centre 41, I believe people are going, uh, getting to see God's love a little clearer. Fantastic. Well done. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. And next, I'd love to invite... Uh, Gaynor Clements to come and talk about uh, food banks. So Gaynor, let's welcome Gaynor, shall we? No offence. 
No offence taken. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I just want you to imagine that you're struggling on a day-to-day -day basis to provide food for your family. The weather is really cold. You can't put the heating on because you've got no credit left on your meter. And you can't put credit on your card because you've got no money. You're feeling really low and it's really hard to talk to anyone about how tough things are for you and for your family. So you do, you chat to your GP or you chat at the school or you chat at the family clinics and someone issues you a red voucher to take along to a food bank where you will get food for three days for your family. Great, but now you're expected to walk into a building that you've never been before, you don't know anybody there and ask for food for your family. That's not easy, is it? This is the scenario that many people face, and in Bedford as well. We here at Food Bank have just got such an incredible team who just make people feel so welcome, no judgments, they accept them, and you just see people relax as they go. It's great to be able to show God's love in these circumstances. A few months ago, we were coming to the end of an afternoon, and... Um, we were just loading up the van when these two little tots were looking through the glass doors and um, we went out to see if they're okay and they were asking for their mum, is it still open? We said, yeah, they run off. They come back with mum one minute later and this poor mum just looks so embarrassed and uncomfortable to come in. But our team, like I said, are incredibly welcoming and it was just lovely to see them go into action where they were able to break down barriers, show God's love and by the end of... Um, chatting to her. Not only did she go out with food, but she looked a lot more relaxed. She was happy. And um, what was lovely is the next week when she came back needing food, she just looked like a different lady walking in. It was just so much easier for her to come in. Um, since then, she's come along on a Thursday morning to the drop-in, and it was such a privilege to be able to invite her to our Christmas dinner that we put on. And um, she was there at that as well. So it's really lovely just to see that she's beginning to connect with us. Recently, some of you may have seen on Facebook, we put a bit of a call out uh, for clothing for this family and for another family. The generosity of you guys here at Woodside is amazing. They were given so many clothes. Some people bought bags of brand new clothes, pants and socks and everything. It was just heartwarming. It really was. And this single mum is now connecting with us here, which I just think is great. Right. Trust is something that is built up over time. And we're really looking forward to building trust with this family and seeing God break into them, their family. Like I said, it's a privilege to be able to serve those in our local community when they're at the point of crisis. Bless you, Ruth. <laughs> um, I, I just want to finish by giving you a bit of an example of the variety of needs that the team here at Food Bank deal with. We literally see people walk through the doors uh, coming in for help. And clearly word has got out around Bedford because one afternoon during the summer, coming up to the glass doors was a tortoise. <laughs> now, I'm pleased to say that we were even able to help the tortoise. <laughs> the vet took him in and cared for him. So this food bank team here at Woodside, they're ready for anything. Yes. I want no questions at the end. Do my pets go to heaven? Okay, we don't want to go down there. Fantastic. And the amazing Julie Pearson. Uh, please, Julie, please come up. Welcome, Julie, shall we? Julie's going to talk about a family that we particularly helped 
as part of the work here. So, Julie, please. Yes. Now, we had a referral from Grace, Grace Church in Kempston, 229 Project, um, and they told us about this young lady who had had to move from Kempston to Bedford um, due to the, her circumstances. And so she came to Bedford not knowing a soul. She didn't have any family around or any friends around. And uh, so she got chatting to Gaynor, and Gaynor, Gaynor told her about the parenting uh, course that we were doing. And she came along to that immediately and got stuck in, which was great. And it was lovely because they like a real little family there. And they welcomed her in with open arms, even to the point where they said to her, when we go to the park, we'll invite you, you can bring your kids. <laughs> that was great. She then came to the drop-in on a Thursday morning and got really stuck in with the crafts and enjoyed that. And there's such a, a time of being able to relate to other people, to just feel a part of something when you're feeling very much on your own. So that was great. She was able to come to that. Then came to the Christmas dinner. Thoroughly enjoyed the Christmas dinner. Felt a bit spoiled, I think. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and, the, and sometimes she comes along to church if she can. Now this lady has a very, very difficult situation. It's still not easy for her. And she works long, long hours. So she comes to what she can. And our, it's our privilege to just be able to like put an arm around her, if you like, to just encourage her, to just support her where she's at. And, you know, it's, I didn't say this in the first service, but it really struck me as I was walking home. Sometimes, as Christians, we feel like we have to measure things by whether we get them to church, whether they become Christians. And I think oh, oh, that's our heart. Of course it is. That's our heart and that's our goal. But you know what? Jesus talks about being the person that puts our arm around people, supports people, talks about being there for the widow, being there yeah. for the fatherless. And that is what we feel we're doing. Yeah, brilliant. Well done, Julia. Well said. I mean, what we're trying to do is share individual stories to help us to catch hold of what God is doing. We, of course, there are many, many others that these, these stories represent, really, that we could share and we wouldn't have time to do. But this is what we're involved in. I mean, this all happens out from this resource, most of it, from this building and from people that, that are part of what we're doing on this side of the town. So it's, it's wonderful, isn't it? This is us. This is what God is doing through us, and these teams are doing an amazing job. The next person I'd like to invite is Jerry Bentley. Jerry, shall we welcome? Okay, so most of us take for granted that we will enjoy a lovely meal at Christmas, celebrating with our family and friends. But that isn't the same for everyone. And so we at Centre 41 wanted to offer that experience to those people who make use of the drop-in on a Thursday morning, plus the amazing volunteers who serve week in and week out. We invited regular attendees and a plus one for partners or a friend to accompany them and the mums who had attended the parenting course that autumn. The amazing fam Andrew's family came up trumps and prepared, presented and served a Christmas turkey dinner with all the trimmings, followed by Christmas pudding and tea and coffee, all served to the tables by our fantastic impact team. Many thanks go to the whole food team for their hard work, attention to detail and smiling faces. We are so lucky to have them. Yes. 
Great fun was had in the morning setting up the hall to provide a festive backdrop for the evening, and I have to say we surpassed last year. <laughs> Gaynor and Ollie Hearn deserve special mention for folding 70 serviettes in the fan design to make the tables look like a posh restaurant. <laughs> we wanted the people coming to feel that they were special and cared for, and to experience what many of us take for granted at Christmas. There was a lovely warm atmosphere in the hall as nearly 70 guests sat down for the meal. People could choose where they sat, and as people met each other for the first time, new conversations soon sprang up. Randomly, the table I sat on had two ladies with hearing issues who, were, who both knew some sign language, and before long, there was an exchange of signing going on. When Richard gave his short Christmas message talk, Gaynor, who has done a signing course, signed for one of the ladies who would otherwise have missed out on the message. Many ladies present received the gift of love in a bag. This is an idea which one of our play people mums came up with and is a bag filled with toiletry and cosmetic items to make ladies feel special. We hope it really blessed those who received. Personally, I thoroughly enjoyed the evening and the sense of togetherness and community in the room. Indeed, some people seemed reluctant to leave and there was even one table that was still talking whilst we cleared up around them. <laughs> Project 41 is all about reaching out to our community and those who are going through tough times and don't have the wonderful support network that we can easily take for granted. It's about showing love to the person in front of us and offering the hand of friendship. It's about taking Jesus' love into our community and making links with people who haven't experienced that love yet. For me, the Christmas meal was one of the ways of doing that, and we did it in style. Well done. Fantastic. Well done, Joe. Brilliant. So we're doing lots of things, uh, blessing, serving, reaching, uh, loving uh, families in the community. We also wanted to talk about what we're doing with children and youth. And again, this isn't everything that's involved, uh, but we thought we'd take a moment to do that and look at how we've been used to be a blessing in those areas. And so first I'd like to ask Charlotte Pearson to come and join Charlotte. It's part of the staff team overseas. The kids work here. So let's welcome Charlotte, shall we? Um, so I just want to talk about Play People, which is our uh, play group which runs uh, midweek. So starting your own family and bringing up young children is such a precious time of life, but it also comes with challenges. Um, and especially parents can feel quite lonely, actually, in this time of life, um, particularly when they haven't got family who live nearby or they're not involved in church or they haven't got friends around. So Play People isn't just a play group, it actually creates a community for people in this stage of life. So we have loads of toys and activities and crafts so the kids are well provided for, they have lots of fun, um, but it's also a safe place where parents can talk about the rough nights they're having, any potty training tips, any <laughs> other funny stories that happen when you've got little ones. So the more as a church we can get alongside families and build friendships and show support, the more we can be of influence. And hopefully we get to a point where um, people start to see how Jesus changes our lives, which is great. So we currently run on a Monday and Tuesday mornings. Uh, we have a waiting list for both mornings, which is amazing. Uh, in December we ran Christmas party and had over 80 at both mornings. It was very busy. Um, we also had a food bank fill-up week where parents were asked to kindly bring an item they could donate for the Christmas season. And we, we were sort of thinking people might come with one or two items, but actually they came with bags full, and this is the, 
total of what was bought, which was wow. amazing. We were absolutely yeah. blown away by the generosity of, of people. It was amazing. Um, so, yeah, I just want to honour Naomi Whelan and Rach Clements, who are both not here. But anyway, they've both been running Play for and um, they've done such an amazing job. Uh, they've put so much heart and energy into it, and Rach, now she stepped down, will be very missed. So yes, tomorrow is the start of our new term, and we're excited to get alongside the families and have a wonderful time with all the kids. Yeah, well done. Excellent. Right, well done. <laughs> and you're in for a special treat now. Uh, I'd like to invite uh, Diane Thomas and team to come and tell us about Open the Book. Let's welcome them, shall we? most wonderful and amazing opportunity to teach Bible stories to children in school. Children who often these days have never heard of the Bible and have no comprehension of God and Jesus, but children who are totally receptive and really enjoy the unique stories. The stories we use were written specifically to be read aloud to children and are contained in the Lion's Storyteller's Bible. <laughs> The whole venture is overseen by the Bible Society, and at the moment, schools are eager to allow us to go in as it fits in with their curricular requirements under British values. <laughs> wow. At present, we have invitations to go into Putnam Primary School in Church Lane twice a month in term time to classes in the first three years, about 180 to 200 children. We also go into Hazeldean once a month where we take assembly again for the same number of children. We have a handbook that gives us an introduction to the story and we always say, so let's open the book and say it's the story of David and Goliath. After the story, a lesson is drawn and uh, a short, simple prayer is said. And we would say with the story of David and Goliath, dear God, when our problems are very big, Please remind us that you're there to help us. Amen. Brilliant. The handbook also gives us lots of ideas of how to present the stories, and we've gathered lots of props and costumes. Thank you, team. <laughs> <laughs> um, to set the various scenes and to try and bring the stories alive as much as possible for the children. But we also involved as many as the children as possible and always have lots of volunteers willing to take part. The hands just keep going up. But most we had for one story was Noah's Ark. We had about 30-plus children, each holding an animal in the form of a puppet, a furry toy, or a picture. We have a very enthusiastic liaison teacher at Putno who brought 26 children to visit the church in November. Charlotte Pearson did an amazing job. She prepared a wonderful program for them, and the feedback was all positive, with the teacher saying they would like to come again, and one little girl said, best day ever. <laughs> <laughs> we praise the Lord that God is using Open the Book to speak to the children, the teachers, and hopefully it's all feeding back to their families. Many seeds are being sown. 
They're certainly not the Royal Shakespeare Company, but often feel a bit unrehearsed with our lines, written on bits of paper, but nobody's expecting professional acting. And the children really appreciate and enjoy our visits, often spontaneously applauding us to say thank you at the end. All in all, it's great fun and a brilliant opportunity. Thank you. Well done. Fantastic. <laughs> Everyone else now wishes they had entrance music. <laughs> I feel underdressed now. Brilliant, guys. I mean, just, I know we know this, but because of the, uh, the, the, the society we live in now, uh, children aren't growing up with that basic understanding of what many of us grew up with in terms of some understanding of the Bible and some of the Bible stories. And so, guys, you're doing an amazing job. Uh, so thank you so much. I'm sure we will see much fruit over this over the years. Okay. Um, the final person I'd like to ask to share, and then after she has shared, she, she, she has shared, uh, we're going to thank God together, we're going to get the band back, and we're going to worship a little bit, uh, because this is amazing what God is doing. Uh, and the last person is Hannah Clements, and Hannah leads our youth work here. Uh, we've allowed Hannah to have a little bit of extra time, uh, because we wanted to share a little bit about what God is doing, but also talk about some of the amazing plans that they have. So let's welcome Hannah Clements, shall we? You're right. <laughs> um, so it's good to be with you. I'm going to speak a little bit about um, our youth weekend away and then I'll get on to the other fun stuff after. So um, at the end of November, early December, we had our first um, youth weekend away and it was brilliant. So, so good. Um, none of our young people had ever been um, on a youth weekend away um, before. And it, so it was kind of a bit of a fresh start. Um, and it was just a really lovely time to be together. Um, we did some activities together. Um, we went on a 10-mile mountain bike ride, um, which was interesting for me on a kid's bike. Um, but it, was, it really was great. Um, and it was kind of a nice experience to be able to kind of go between groups of people, cycling between and cycling alongside, um, and just being with each other. Um, we also had Tim Green came and spoke. Um, and a guy called Rich Smith, who some of you might know. Um, and we allowed the young people space to um, listen to God. And we spoke a lot about um, learning that God is living with inside of us. The Holy Spirit lives with inside of us. Um, and some young people, for the first time, had words for each other that they felt God had said to them for somebody else. And pictures and sharing with each other. And it was a real time of just kind of gathering them and pausing and going, hey, do you know, God lives inside you and he can speak to you. Um, and, yeah, that was amazing. So everyone kind of came back really fresh and ready to go. Um, so, as you know, we have gone multi-site, which is... Um, change some of what we do as a youth work but not massively so I'm going to talk you through some of the different things I don't know why it's making this noise I'm just going to keep going um and all of the things I'm going to talk about happen both here in the east and the west all of these they're young people can come to them together they're not separate the only thing that's separate is Sunday mornings okay so everything I talk about um anyone can come to um so we'd felt for a little while um 
But things we were doing on a Friday night within the older youth group um, were becoming slightly disjointed and it wasn't working as smoothly as it had been before. Um, so we've decided to centralise everything all together under this new logo that you can see. So we are now going to be known as Woodside Youth. And within this, I'm now going to explore all the different groups that are happening within it. So Powerhouse comes within this and that stays exactly the same as it was for years six, seven and eight on a Friday night. That's working wonderfully. Alice Hunt and Andy Gibbons are doing a great job of that. Um, it's a great, fun atmosphere. So for those of you involved in that, that stays exactly the same. Um, but the older youth group that I run um, for years 9 um, to 13, or college age, um, we're changing slightly. So before Christmas, we had our last ever youth night, um, and we thanked God for everything that had happened within that, um, inc- like, including for me, that was saying thank you for my own personal testimony. I came to know a lot about God through my years um, within that. And for many of us in this, my kind of age bracket within the church, could say the same. And we thanked God for everything that had happened within that. um, And it was kind of rounded it off really nicely. So Friday nights still exist for the older youth, uh, but that will now be known as Open House. Um, And that's very much my vision, is that um, young people can just turn up and be part of our family here on a Friday night. And every week we're going to be sharing the gospel in different ways. This um, term we've kind of got an open mic series where there'll be a different leader sharing each week something that they feel God has spoken to them about um, or as sort of through their life something that God's taught them. So my husband Josh kicked us off this week um, and he talked about appearance um, and we're just kind of each week, it's really been interesting actually hearing what each leader wants to speak about. Um, and we may continue this over a couple of terms because we haven't even managed to fit all of our leaders into one term. So please pray for us through that. I think it's going to be great. Um, and we're already off to a great start. There's still a very much a social element to that. But we wanted to make it really open that people could just turn up um, and hear what we're talking about and be part of that. Um, so the way I wanted to kind of... Um, you to view the youth work that we do here is a bit like a funnel if you can imagine that where there's spaces where we can gather young people so imagine like powerhouse and open house where young people just turn up and we gather young people together and then we for those who want to know more of Jesus they come slightly further down and for those who want to grow even deeper we go slightly even further down so the next one on that is um devoted which is starting tonight, 6.30 till 8 at the Hunt's house. If you want any more information, grab me at the end. I'll be around. Um, And that's for those aged 14 to 18 who want to know that bit more about Jesus and want to be able to apply that a bit more to their life. Um, And tonight I'm talking about being alive in the spirit. Um, And we're just going to go on from there. I want to kind of cross some really controversial topics, actually, with our young people. There's a lot of stuff that they're having to fight their way through, especially those um, who have a Christian faith and learning to navigate that as a teenager is really difficult at the moment. Um, So I just want to equip our young people with everything that they might need um, at the moment in 2019. Um, And then from there, so as I said, Sunday mornings, um, so within the East and within the West, there'll be a group called Emerge. Um, Because of um, the slight changes, we're amalgamating... Uh, Powerhouse on Sunday. I, I just love word. the word, love but it's word. not me. <laughs> um, but word. we are doing that. So Powerhouse on Sundays 
and um, Equip are now merging together to form one youth group on a Sunday mornings, both happening here in the East and over in the West. And we sort of realised that those young people that are here on a Sunday morning are likely to be those who are wanting to know even more um, of Jesus. So we're using that as even more of a time of getting to know him. But everyone is always welcome, of course. The age group have emerged? The age group have emerged, so that would be from year six all the way through. Great, so all of them, okay. It's quite a big jump. Um, And I'm not expecting this to go without a few trips along the way. Um, But we're trusting God, Mm. and um, I'm excited. All our young people... Um, get on so well that's the age range that goes to new day um, and it works really well um, and we do socials together so here's to good things Um, also wanted to say that social media is a massive part of my communication with young people and if you're a parent as well that can very much include you if you're on facebook and instagram we are on that um which you will find here so if you're not following us please follow us even if you're not you haven't got young people or you're not a parent you can find out what we're doing please pray for us each week and see what we're doing and what we're up to um this is a great way for me to personally engage with our young people um, and let them know and communicate things to them in a way that's really current for them um yes um yeah i think that's probably it but i just want to say that whenever you see this logo we're talking about all of our youth work and all of these different things that come within that so we're muddling it around a little bit um but i'm so excited about the things that are going on with our young people they seem ready for a bit of a fresh start and something new and i couldn't be more excited about how god's led me to this place and this new kind of vision our youth leaders are wonderful they give so much of their time to these young people they care for them and they love them And it's always been my prayer that it felt like a family within our young people here because we are a family. And it's just another way of showing church um, to the younger generation. So please pray for us um, as we go through um, these different stages. Follow us, get alongside us, talk to young people, be friends with them, pray with them. Yes. Great. Thank you very much. Awesome. Well done, Hannah. That's great. (laughs) <laughs> smooth fantastic it's great isn't it okay uh can we have the band up be great just to i'm gonna pray i think and then just to, then we can just celebrate and thank god together just to say if, i'm sure you probably know this but probably just to underline we wanted to tell stories rather than just tell you what we're doing what we are doing but i know that if you feel a connection with any anything that's been shared you think i'd like to serve in one of those areas just come and grab some of the people that have shared because they'd all love to have more people that would help but that wasn't what we were trying to do it's not like a recruitment drive it's actually we're celebrating what god is doing uh, and recognizing that god is using us to be a blessing in these ways so let's stand together shall we let's just pray let's just thank god then we're then we're singing father thank you so much that you've called us to be family I thank you so much that you have done something wonderful in our hearts, uh, that you've changed us from the inside, uh, that we are now new creations. We are those who now know you as, as our Father, as Abba. Uh, we thank you that we are brothers and sisters in you. Lord, we thank you also that you've called us with a purpose. You've called us to be a blessing, in fact, to the nations. And um, Lord, we thank you that, that that means here as well. 
And well, Lord, we thank you of the stories that have been shared and the, the lives that have been changed. Lord, this is happening around us. This is happening through us. This is happening on our doorstep. And God, this is a privilege to be a part of. Thank you for those that have shared, those in the teams that work so hard. Thank you for the many people that we haven't mentioned this morning. Lord, continue to use us, we pray. Continue to use us to be a blessing, that lives would be changed, that lives would be transformed, that more people would discover there's a God in heaven who loves them, who's for them, who's available to them. Lord, we ask, would you continue to do this work first, we say in Jesus' name. Amen.